Hello, everybody. Thank you again for coming to Mind Your Business. Um, we had a little bit of technical difficulty, so I do apologize. But Peggy is anxiously awaiting to come on so she can talk to us about the human library. Um, we only are going to take up 30 minutes of your time. She's going to share some great information with us. If you haven't heard about the human library this is really awesome and exciting and so please join in if you have any questions if you want to know about what's going on just type your questions in the comments and we will be able to um, answer those for you but I'll tell you a little bit about Peggy she's an educator of one sort or another for three decades she says she began her teaching career in California and continued in Maine and then Iowa before moving to Indiana when she found out about the Human Library, she knew she had found a way to connect her lifelong commitment to education to her love of people and their stories. So starting in 2017, she began working between travels to bring a Human Library event to Muncie after a successful event, which drew the attention of the international organization. She has found that something more. Her new challenge and purpose now moving into the virtual world because she was going to do this live but thank god for technology even though we've had kinks and technical problems we still can come out and reach you she is the man the um depot manager and she is bringing the human library to virtual reality so we thank her for joining us today and welcome miss peggy lewis thank you for coming in today Hi, Peggy. How are you? Oh, you're froze. Are you there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Your screen yeah. is froze, but let's see. There you go. All right. How are you? How, how are you this afternoon, evening now? Evening. It's cooling down, so I'm much happier. Yes. I know, right? And yeah. I and again, I apologize. I know that Facebook said something about they had something that was going on and it wasn't streaming correctly and earlier when i did it it was kind of giving me a feedback but i don't hear that feedback now so at least we can hear each other really well and i'm so excited because you know i get to be a part of this and so i'm anxious to find out more about what you're doing and and how this goes and why this is such a passion of yours so without further ado go ahead and and tell us about who you are and why this is such a passion of yours sure well i'll tell you a little bit about how i actually found out about it in the first place like i said it was about um three years ago and a friend and i were actually we were driving down to mississippi to do some volunteer work for a week and when it wasn't my turn to drive she said oh i've got this article i want you to read and she had ripped it out of a magazine. And I just looked at her and I said, we have to do this. We have got to bring this to people. So I really believe that um, that our communities, we have so much divisiveness in our world right now. Um, and most of it just comes from the lack of understanding one another, the, the lack of understanding who we really are. And when we find out who we are, we find out that there's so much more alike than there is different. And you have to bring people together to do that in order to get that word, that connection made. Um, so I played with it for about a year. I, I found some libraries to go to, human libraries. And um, I thought, yeah, this is this is really the real deal. So um, I kept pursuing it a little bit more. 
and started meeting people here in our community to uh, become books to if they were interested in going on this journey with me, not knowing what we were going to do until we um, came to fruition last fall. And it was a magnificent event. It was absolutely beyond our wildest dreams, what we could do. So I'll tell you a little bit more about that. I have some, some, um, um, a little bit of a, is this is called a Pecha Kucha. I don't know if you've ever heard of that before. I haven't, but I'm ready to learn what it is. Go ahead. I'm excited. I'm always this, ready to learn. Okay. So what it is, it's a way to tell your story in a very brief and concise way. Can you type that word into the comments so I can put it on the screen? I can, maybe. And then that way we can get an understanding of what you're talking about and, and see the word. And, I don't know and I do that in the chat or the comments? Yeah, in the chat. Just put it right in the chat. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. just type it in the chat and I'll control it on my side. <laughs> yes, uh, I can do two things at once. <laughs> okay. Um, it's it's supposed to be 20, 20 visuals in each getting 20 seconds. Um, I actually have about 16 for you tonight. I did a little bit of rearranging and, and cut it down to 16, but still trying to uh, load it. So if you can imagine a narrative of 20 seconds, you have to be concise. And okay. so that's what I'm going to try to do. Um, shall I go ahead and share my screen and yeah, go ahead and share your screen and, and do what you need to do. Okay. Mm, let's see if I can. Um, I don't think I'm sharing it yet. I don't see anything and I can't do it from my side because I don't have what yes. you're sharing. Oh, I, to go to, oh, here I, I was in the, there are three little choices and I didn't make the right choice. I think so. Um, here it comes. It's taking it a moment. So while it's loading, I can tell you that I was asked to do this. Um, maybe this will work. No, not yet. Huh? Okay, well, no worries. Keep trying and okay. we'll get it to go. Yeah. Let me um, see. So it came in here on this private. Let me. Okay. It's pretty large file, but I'm going to take it a moment to. Uh, I'll tell you in the meantime that what, what I made this for originally was um, you may have heard of at the art museum at Ball State on the final Friday of every month they have a, a, a topic, let's say. And they had asked me if I would um, present this, present something at their final Friday in March. Well, we all know what happened then. And um, no, nothing was happening. It's not, it's not coming up. And well, I, again, I know that Facebook was having some technical difficulties with some streaming things. And so that might be one of them. And so I apologize if it doesn't come through because I really do want to see and I want everybody to be able to see what you're talking about. It says that. Hmm. Okay. It says that I can share my screen. Mm -hmm. And I have it open, so it should. 
Okay. Um, well, I, I tell you about it without that. So. Okay. Um, no worries. Well, we've got yeah. the word on the screen, so we can. Yeah. Google it. Google it. Find out what it means. Investigate it a little bit more, and just listen so you can learn. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna try one more thing here, and and maybe. No, I know that's not going to work. I can tell that won't work. Okay, anyway, I can still tell you about the human library without okay. that. So basically the whole idea on the Pecha Kucha was talk about how we have what boundaries that we set up around us. Knowingly or no unknowingly, we all have boundaries and borders and walls that we build. And it's not all bad. It's just kind of the nature of what we do in life in many ways. But the goal of the human library is really simple. It's to challenge stereotypes and it's to build community, to build, bring people together, thereby ripping down those walls and actually being the glue that holds the community together or brings the community together. So I just heard this the other day. It says we got to glue up in our communities. And I I got to glue up and become a community as opposed to divided and falling apart. Um, you know, and we have all kinds of boundaries in our communities that we make, we make, and some of them are for tradition, some of them are historical. It might be for neighborhoods, it might be for, um, and each neighborhood has its own identity, and over time they change, they evolve, but still it's a neighborhood identity. We, we encourage rivalry in our, in our different um, areas through schools. Um, through teams to towns to states. That's one that I've never even understood. It's like, okay, we're Hoosiers. Well, I'm not. I grew up in California. And, you know, but like, does something really magical change when you cross the border or go to another town or go to another school or all of those things? So, so those are really all man-made things that we've correct we've we've created and i think what they do is they form a an us versus them mentality mm -hmm. which is really hurtful i mean i think that that's really a a dangerous thing because it's all us and we hear that constantly in today's world if you're not just like me then you got to be not okay and and that's um, again that's 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 ripping us apart. So if we can challenge those borders, we can kind of build bridges be, between the different groups. Then I think it, it allows us to to be able to kind of peek around those walls and those borders and see what's on that other side and begin to learn um, to develop an understanding of those them's those people that yeah. that we we're not quite so sure of. They don't look like us. They don't sound like us. They don't dress like us, whatever that them, them. Um, so a human library event, let me tell you a, bit, a little bit about a human library because I've thrown that word out there. We have books just like any library does, except for our books are humans. They're humans who have a story to tell. And um, it, we all have stories. We're all very complex people, and we have those stories as well. But our books, in particular, have stereotypes and biases that they have known or lived with through their lives, um, that may and may continue, or may have been something in the past. Um, but they're um, 
there, there's bias, there's prejudice. I mean, we all know we have built-in bias and prejudice. I was talking to somebody today and I said, I'm sorry, if somebody tells me I'm not prejudiced and I don't have any bias right there, I just stop. I go, I like, oh, well, I know. You're perfect. Well, yeah, we don't, that's not the way the world works. We don't, we all do have those biases and prejudices. So anyway, um, at the human library, you actually have a chance to sit down with somebody in normal times. Now in COVID times, we have a chance to uh, virtually sit down with somebody and talk to them and, and read them if you want, if we want to say so, to hear their story. But it's more than a story because the human library really depends on interaction and mm -hmm. conversation. Because Tanika, whatever you bring to sit down and talk to me, you have some preconceived ideas. I have some if I'm talking to you. And in order to get what I really want to know, we, we have to ask questions and we have to interact. So it's not a lecture. It's not somebody coming in and saying, okay, here's my memoir, and this is what my life was. But instead, being an open book and giving you a synopsis kind of of what, you're, of what the story is, and then the discussion goes from there, what yeah. the reader really wants to hear, wants to know about and learn about. Um, there's, it's, it's an amazingly quick relationship that's formed through the dialogues our readings are typically like half you borrow a book just like you would at the library you're out alone for a half hour and okay. that either sounds like a really long time or a really short time i don't know but i do know that when you're in the middle of one of those reads the time is like that it's so fast oh, yeah. it goes by so quickly and you really do feel a, a relationship that's formed in that bond. I, I do want to say that um, in the virtual libraries, there's typically two or three readers together. Okay. It all depends. I mean, it depends on the size of the library and the number of the books so, and so many factors. But I find that to be very, um, very compelling, too. I'll give you an example of a story. I recently... Um, because it's virtual, I attended a library in Los Angeles virtually. And I had signed up just like you can do for ours coming up and attended this library and was placed in a room with a book whose title was Jewish. And I, you know, I thought, okay, I'm, I have lots of questions. And um, this young man who wonderful representative of that group he was telling his story he wasn't talking about all jewish people it's his experience that he's sharing um he he started us out by asking us you know who we were and where we're from blah blah blah, that kind of stuff and he asked us a simple question so on a scale of one to five what is your level of engagement or experience with a jewish person or the Jewish community, or the Jewish culture, whatever you want to say. And I told him, I said, give me a 0.5, because I, I just don't have a lot of experience. But there was another reader in the room. So Mary said, you might be in a room with two or three other people. And I say room, this is Zoom, so it's a breakout room. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this other man who was in the room 
said, I grew up Jewish. Wow. So right there we had, and there was one other person who had no experience either. And I said, look at the span of what we had to talk about. And um, this man who was no longer uh, practicing in his faith, but you know, and that's okay. It, we had so many layers to talk about. Mm -hmm. I mean, to tell you, that was one of the fastest half hours I've spent in a life. <laughs> you know, of course. It went like that. Um, so when you sit, when you're in a room with a, with a book, or if you're sitting down face to face, um, you, you really engage in sincere and frank and honest dialogue. And you know, those walls just kind of begin to evolve. Mm -hmm. They just start going away because we start developing that understanding of another person. And um, it's such an impactful and intense experience. It has that impactfulness and intensity for readers and the books alike. Books will tell you that books who have had many experiences, because some of our books do this repeatedly. They are just they, they know how important it is. They say there's never two readings that are alike because it really depends mm -hmm. upon who they're talking to and what, where the conversation, like I say, it's a dialogue, um, yeah. where that's going to go. But yeah. our books, I'm here to tell you, they are the most open and honest and brave people I have ever met. Um, and I'm, I, I say over and over, I'm the luckiest person in the world who have found this, this is my passion. I'm truly blessed with that. Um, so Human Library is a safe place mm -hmm. because um, our readers are encouraged to ask questions. Any questions they may have, may have never had an opportunity to ask before. And if you think about it, sometimes we are um, in a situation and maybe it's, um, uncomfortable to ask the person who's close and near to us about their situation. Mm -hmm. But now I have someone I don't know yeah, with a similar experience who can help guide me. And then when I go back to that person I know and love, I have um, a different understanding. And maybe mm -hmm. a different language too. Maybe now I know some appropriate terminology. Right, right, right. One another. I think that's important too. Um, I've uh, at our at our library last fall. There was a mother who a, a grandmother who was helping raise her biracial children, grandchildren, mm -hmm. and she said, "I don't know if I'm doing this right." She was reading a book who was a biracial young man. And, you know, she came out that she was weeping because it not only validated things for her, but it also helped her ask, like, what, what do I need to do? And be able to give some resources as well. That's one example. I think about um, sexuality as well as being a very difficult subject for most people to talk about. And if there's someone in your life who, let's say, is transgender, I mean, where do you go get that good information that's, um, that's going to be helpful to, to, to maintain your connection with the person you love? So that's, yeah. those are all good 
examples, I think, of, of what can happen with the, the human library. Our books find that sharing their story is incredibly validating. Yeah. And I'll just say therapeutic as well. Yeah. Um, I have to agree with you. Um, the other day when we did the call and I remember when I first met you, it was at the maker's market and we started talking and it was so crazy how we just were right there by each other. We started talking and, and I'm like, I'm so excited. I want to know more about this because I've got so many stories to tell and I don't know where to begin. And you know, when I, my passion is to write a book one day and I have this book that I'm just sitting on that I've started that hasn't been finished yet, but it's so much more to it that it's not finished. And when it's ready, it'll, it'll come out. But I felt like this was an opportunity for me to really be able to see what that looks like. And I love talking. And so that's never been an issue or a problem for me. So, but it's so funny because when we were going into this, I was like, okay, so where do I start? How do I talk about this? And Christina, the young lady that I was practicing with, she went first. And as she told her story, we were able to engage each other. And she yeah. said something that like triggered in me that was like, wow, I really resonate with that. And that's where yeah. I begin. That's like, okay, this is a chapter. And it was mm-hmm. talking about me and as a woman in the ministry. And she was talking about, you know, herself in a male dominated society. And so I don't want to give too much away, but that just really, it really hit home for me. And it touched so deeply as far as Wow. You know, and it just really brought out so much. And it was like, I didn't even really know, like, I don't have a story to tell. I mean, you know, I can tell a story, but I don't know where to go with it or or how to put it in perspective. But just having that dialogue really helped open up those doors and just break down those barriers, like you said. And we all come from different backgrounds. And I think that with social media, we have become disengaged. And with COVID, we've become unsociable. I mean, you know, we're social distancing and I just, I'm a hugger and I like to engage and I like to talk to people and be one-on-one. And so I think that is so great because I know this is your passion and you've been wanting to do this and come face to face, but you're, you didn't let anything stop you in that was, Hey, we've got another alternative and we're moving forward with this thing. And I'm so honored that you reached out and still kept me in mind to let me do this. And so I wanted to be able to let you have a platform to come on and really put that out there because there's a lot of people that don't understand what it is. And you said conversation. Conversation is so important. And and a lot of times my husband always says, like, when someone says, how are you doing? They don't really want to know. And so when you start telling them, oh, well, this happened or that happened or whatever, they're like, oh, okay, why did I ask? But in reality, that's what we need because you don't really know someone until you engage with them. And again, with the stereotypes and with the biases and you can look at someone and you can think a million different things, but until you really sit down and engage with that person and understand, because we don't understand why people operate the way that they do, why they have the emotions the way that they do. But when you start realizing, because you think, well, why is this person angry or why are they so happy and what's going on? But when you find out what's at the core of that person, it humanizes them. And and I'll, I'll tell you a story real quick, if it's OK. Um, sure. One night, my daughter was in a car and 
right in the middle with Black Lives Matters and the black men getting shot in the street. And she called me and she's like, mom, we got pulled over by the police. And my daughter is adopted. And she had just recently met her biological father. And this was one of the first times that they had been able to spend time together. And so he was bringing her back home and they got pulled over. Well, they didn't know who he was. They didn't know who my daughter was. And so she calls me and I said, okay, baby girl, because she, I'm like, if anything ever happens, call me. And I said, well, right now, what I need you to do is just listen. I need you to put your phone face down and I need you to keep it on. And I need you to just let me hear what's going on. And my husband always told me, because as a black man in society, he understands how things work and dealing with the police or whatever. And he said, if two police cars ever show up, there's a problem. And yeah. so I said to her, I said, how many cars are there? And she said, there's two, mom. And I said, OK, baby girl, we're on our way. Luckily, they weren't that far away from us. So right now we are in the heat of this George Floyd thing going on. People's are upset it is like really tempers are flaring things are going on and i'm just i'm thankful that i know how to pray and as we're driving there all i'm thinking about is this can go bad at any time because he has had some trouble in the past and all it takes is for them to say oh he's in trouble or he's had this and for it to go sour and so all i'm doing is saying you know please god just let everything be okay until we get there so when we got there i tell my husband you stay in the car yeah. And I get out the car and I go walking up to the police officer and he's like, you stay right there. Don't go any further. And I said, excuse me, officer. That's my daughter. She's a minor. I want her out of that car. And he's like, until we get this situation under control, blah, blah, blah. And I had to take a deep breath because I'm like, at any moment, this can go bad. And so I stepped back and I happened to recognize one of the officers. And at that time, I knew it's going to be OK. And I said, sir, can I tell you something? And I started telling them the story. Listen, this is their first encounter. They've not. This is the first time that they've really been able to see each other. And he wanted to be able to spend some time with her to bring her home to get to know her. And with COVID and everything going on, his license were reinstated, but they weren't showing up. And so it showed that his license weren't good. And so they were like, well, we don't know who you are and this and that and the other. And so I just started talking to him. And at that moment, you could just see the officer's countenance just went down. His his appearance changed. He started to recognize that these aren't just some people running around doing something crazy. These are actually human beings, real people. And he said, ma'am, I am so sorry. I said, you don't understand. My daughter's been through a lot. And if this is is going on right now you don't know what this is going to do to her and i don't need her you know with the wake of everything going on to have this as an experience as the first time and i don't want her to have a bad feeling in her in herself about him you know or whatever and i didn't want him to feel like she was in a bad situation you know it was just so bad and then my husband you know that's his baby girl that he's raised and like you know she's in this situation but at the end of the day, he said, ma'am, get your daughter out of the car. He said, um, can you drive his car? Because right now it's not showing that the license are together, but I really believe what he's saying. And all because we told the story. And it's funny because I told my daughter this. I said, whatever you do in life, everybody has a story. 
And if you ever get pulled over by the police, because I've been pulled over by the police for speeding or whatever, and I'm like, I'm sorry. And, you know, and I just tell my story. This is what happened. And I'm not going to try to say, you know, be mad or get upset because if I did something wrong, then, hey, I did it. Forgive me. But once you tell your story, it makes you human. And so with the human library, I just love the fact that you can pick up a book and you can read it and you can start again. And I usually read books from the back. I like to know what happens at the end and then go back to the beginning and find out how we got there. It's just weird. I just love that. But telling your story actually puts compassion and empathy in there and then you can relate because you can in some way see yourself and at that moment I could see that officer he was so apologetic and I go you know because we don't understand because you said the biases and the prejudice and the just automatically thinking something without truly knowing all um, sides of the story and so at that moment I knew that he's gonna hear this story and everybody's gonna go home safe because we're good. We're human beings. And, and that's all it is at the end of the day. And he just was so humble after that point. And everybody's safe. And I'm here talking to you right now. And so, again, we just got to be able to take the time to listen and to have some understanding. So I, I applaud you for what you're doing, because I believe this can bridge the gap. So kudos to you. Thank you. To glue up. We need to glue up. Glue up. Glue up. Yeah. Yeah, and just, you know, glue up with one another. It's just so important. And and my heart breaks because there's no reason your daughter should have to go through those experiences. But we, I mean, that's a whole other topic. We know it breaks my heart. But maybe this is a way that we can move beyond a little bit. Like, it just move that needle a little bit. We can, um, we can make some differences in our world. So, yeah, that's really the goal of the human library. And I would be remiss to say that uh, do you have a few more moments. Yeah, go ahead. Whatever you need. Um, that if I didn't say that, I mean, this this is not a, a new thing. This has been around for twenty years. Wow. And yeah, yeah. They just had their twentieth anniversary, and the interesting thing is, you know, the United States. Well, maybe it's not too surprising, but the United States is a little bit um, late coming to the party. Let's say it's on six continents and well over eight countries around the world. And at our next event, um, which is next Saturday, yes, 1 to 3 p.m., we have books who are going to join us who are from the U.K. We have books from the San Francisco Bay Area. We have a book from Colorado um, and somebody from Scotland. Wow. Um, and and that's, that's the beauty of the virtual part. We couldn't do that otherwise, right? Um, that is really a, a fortunate piece of this. But we have these books from all over the world. And to, to make connections and bridges, it's just, it's, it's beautiful. It's just, yeah. It's so is, are you still accepting books or do you, are, oh, are all the slots filled or do you need more people? And if so, how do they get in touch with you? How do they become a part of this and, and get to know more about it? Right. Good question. Thank you for that. Um, I'm always recruiting new books. As a matter of fact, um, I just talked to you last week. We got you trained and ready because we do prepare our books. Uh -huh. It's, it's very personal as you're giving of yourself. So we want to make sure you're ready. Um, I trained four more books today. Wow. Um, for this next time, for next Saturday, we're set. But okay. there will be more. 
And I'm always interested in talking to new potential books. I think in our world right now, we need um, representation from everywhere so that we understand each other better. The best way to do it, I think, is to go on Facebook. And I'll put this in the chat so you can. Okay. Um, is to look on Facebook at the page. And there's a link there for the event um, for next week. There's, if you just look at events, that, that shows up. The humanlibrary.org is the global um, site. And there's lots of information there. Um, my, my information is on the communities and conversation piece. And people can get right a hold of me. They can just con they can message me right there, and I'll get back to them. Uh, and and um, in better times, in non-COVID times, I would have sat down with you and had a cup of coffee and talked our way through it and why you would want to be a, a book. And um, but in these times, we do it virtually, and and that works too. We're still making connections. Um, but again, that event next week is from one to three. There's a link. You have to pre-register. It's free. There's you do have to register for it, and um, you would read two books during that time, um, and they'd be from any of our pillars of of prejudice. Um, we have a really diverse group of books who are going to be sharing their stories on Saturday. Now, as far as pre-registering, is that at the humanlibrary.org where they would pre-register? Uh, um, the Human Library Communities and Conversation. You okay, can find the community. Okay. Actually, it is at uh, humanlibrary.org also has a, a link to it as well. Okay, okay. And how far in advance do you have to pre-register? Just okay. right before? Okay. By Friday. Yeah. By Friday. Okay, so pre-register. By Friday, Human Library Communities and Conversation um, or humanlibrary.org. You don't want to miss this. This is a great opportunity to get to learn something from someone new um, from out of your comfort zone. And that's sometimes what we have to do is we have to get uncomfortable to become more comfortable. And, and so I thank you so much for bringing us to the forefront. I thank you for coming on and sharing this with us today. You know, whatever we can do in our communities to bridge the gap, to make the difference, to make more peace. Because I've always heard, if you're not part of the solution, then you're part of the That's problem. Right. And so let's be the solution. Let's be yeah. the books. No matter if it's in your human library, let's glue up, let's yeah. glue up. Let's come together and, and let's tell our stories so that we can connect to one another. So, Peggy, I love you. I love your spirit. I love what you're doing. And I'm so thankful that you were able to find your passion. Thank God for that trip. And thank God for you getting to read and loving to read because, you know, it's so important reading. And, and it's so funny because my six year old, I always tell her reading is fundamental. You love to have fun. There's fun in reading. Let's get to reading, you know, and she had such a hard time last year. And so we kept her back. And I'm so thankful. You know, it was one of those things that I struggled with. But I know that by the time she's in the third grade, if she's not at that reading level, there's going to be a problem. And so I make up stories and I tell her stories and then I'm like, we're going to learn stories. And oh, my goodness, Isa, 
she wrote a book. <laughs> she wrote a book and she glued it together and she's got pages. It's called the upside down book. And it starts out with she went to bed and everything was upside down and her and her friends and everything. But when she woke up, everything was right side up. And she's six years old. And this is from a year last from last year this is a totally different kid where's your book you know your book is in the kitchen and she's so excited she's like mommy and you know and so just that little bit of letting her know that she can put a book together herself now she's excited about it and she loves to tell stories and she loves to engage and so if we start them at an early age i think that helps remove stereotypes and biases because a lot of things are learned behaviors and if we learn the right way to do things and we learn to love without borders you know and to embrace what is different than us then we will accept it and so I thank you is there anything else that you would like to add tonight before we go I just encourage people to to um, take a look at that either humanlibrary.org or the Human Library Communities and Conversation, and and register and join us next next Saturday from one to three. It will Absolutely. be worth your time. I guarantee. All it. right. Okay. Thank you. Well, here here's here's her book. Here's some of it. Oh, I love it. There's her house, and and her friend playing, and you know her and her friend there. So she she put that together, and I'm just so proud of her. So Absolutely. thank you. Um, do me a favor. Hang tight for just a second, and um. I'm going to close out and then I'm going to get back with you. Um, thank you, everybody, for being patient and joining in with us tonight. It is so important that we start to learn other things outside of ourselves. Everything that makes us different is what makes us the same. And that's by coming together and learning how to understand one another. And that's what it's all about. Do something different. Learn something different. Take a chance to engage with someone that you might not otherwise engage in. And you might not only just learn something about someone else, but you might learn it about yourself. So in this world and everything that we're going through, again, anxiety, depression, heartache, pain, brokenness, let's come together. Let's tell our stories. Let's have an understanding. If you need help, there's help out there. There's people you can turn to and people that are going through things that might be able to relate and help you. So remember, don't ever give up. Hold on. There's hope in the world. And no matter what, always remember you were created for a purpose. Until next time, we've got some really great guests that's coming up. Next week, we won't be on because I've got to be away for a conference. But after that, we're going to come back and we've got some really great people. We've got a few people that are going to be campaigning. They're going to be talking about what's going on. So we've got Ari Hurwitz and we've got Sue Arrington and Janine Lake that are going to be on the show. And then we've got a young lady named Deanna Ivy that's going to be on the show. We've got one of the first people that I ever mentored and coached. Her name is Jessica Ballard. I haven't talked to her in five years and she just wrote a book that is going to be published. So how awesome is that? Another young lady that I spoke with today that's excited to come and tell her story. So this platform that I've created here is going to help open the door for people to come in and do just that, tell their stories, to engage where they otherwise wouldn't be able to. So if you have a story that you like to tell, reach out to Peggy so you can be a human book. Or if you have a passion or a business or any talent or things that excite you, Come and holler at me. Tell me what you want to say, and I will give you an hour to express yourself. Until next time, be blessed.
and always remember purpose. Have a blessed evening. Thank you. All righty.